if you watch YouTube, you've definitely heard of our next guest. And if you haven't heard of him, you need to go check him out because the man has a wealth of knowledge that he is sharing with you. But on top of all that knowledge is a ton of entertaining videos that will really make you want to get out and fish. Not to mention what we're going to talk about today in his recent catch. That's going to make it even better. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week, it's going to be good. So sit back, relax. Here we go. You listen to Finding Demo Surfish. episode i've had this episode written down for way too long just waiting to get it going but that's right ladies and gentlemen this week new episode coming at you new guest and this week it's going to be phenomenal that's right we're talking to the lawless tide mr sean lawless and he's got a lot of cool stuff for us to go over and talk about so sean appreciate you brother welcome to the show oh thanks man i appreciate it appreciate you coming on so um we're just going to get the fun stuff right out of the way before we even get into the questions here. But let's get the, let's get all the important info out there. So on YouTube, The Lawless Tide, Facebook, The Lawless Tide, Instagram, at the underscore lawless underscore tide. Uh, Twitter, I was surprised. I was like, dang, Twitter too. You got them all covered, man. Uh, the yeah, lawless I'm not tide. too active on the Twitter, though. <laughs> that one confuses me. I've, I've, neglect, I've neglected it. <laughs> <laughs> and if people want to get in touch with you, uh, the lawless tide at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. And then um, correct me on this one. So uh, you started out in Oklahoma. Actually, I'm going to let you tell me this. But from what I got, I was Oklahoma firefighter. You retired, and now you've just blown up in the fishing world. So, can you take us take us through that? Where am I at? Where am I missing on this? Okay, five years ago, uh, I'd never set foot in Florida uh, except for we, I had a trip when I was a kid at like six years old or so. But outside of that, I'd never set foot in Florida. My wife was born in Pensacola, and she so she's a transplant to Oklahoma. And she has always wanted to come back to live in Florida. Well, we, I worked on the fire department. Uh, at that time, I'd been on 20 years. We had two boys that were uh, high school and college. So it wasn't really feasible to move right at that time. Right. But five years ago, we took a trip down here. She taught me into it. We came down third, I believe it was the third day into the trip. I just looked at her and I said, you want to move here? <laughs> and she... She's like, are you, you better not be kidding. <laughs> I, I was like, no, I was like, this is, a, this is amazing. This is like Disneyland. You know, I was oh, like, right. it, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that all this was down here and I never even knew about it. And so on the way back from that trip, we started looking at houses online and, uh, we, we literally ended up buying a house we found online on the way home from that trip. Oh man. So, <laughs> We, we put together a five-year plan. The fire department has a deal where after you reach your 20th year, you can sign up for plan B, which means you'll retire in five years and you have to retire, but you get a kind of, you know, bonus incentive added onto your pension. So okay. I, I signed up. It was the longest five years of my life. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I, I love my job, but all I could see was, you know, what was coming down the road. And, uh, 
I, I was just so excited about it and it finally got here and uh, retired and uh, moved down here full time, sold everything in Oklahoma. We basically, when we came here, we just had a uh, pickup truck and a car and that was basically it. And we were, we were just set. Dang. <laughs> wow, man. Okay. So you get here, you get everything set up and it get, and then you just moved right into fishing. Do you start in the surf? Where did you start? Um, what well, we started, of, of course I started that first trip fishing in the surf. Uh, that's, I mean, I guess that's probably when people come to visit, that's usually, you know, that's the most feasible, it's the easiest and it's the most affordable. Right. So I went down and, uh, started surf fishing and I, I was having fun. I wasn't catching a lot, <clears throat> but we, I hired a guide. I was like, man, I want to catch a shark. I've never caught a shark. So I hired a guide to take me to go catch a shark. Well, we didn't, we didn't catch anything. Oh, and, yeah. And I was like, okay, it's on now. <laughs> uh, okay. So the rest of that trip, I spent almost every waking hour that my wife would allow me at the beach fishing, you know, for <laughs> sharks. I, I learned, you know, catch, catch a ladyfish, cut it up, cut it in half, throw that out. A shark will come get it. So like before that trip was over, I'd hooked up with like four or five sharks, never landed one. I got one close to the beach and he straightened the hook, but that, that was it. I mean, I was, I was hooked. That was, I was like, this isn't bass fishing. This is like <laughs> legitimate real fishing. So Oh, man. That that's how it all started. And, was, and yeah, you went right for the major drug tug. I mean, you didn't go for the little pompano or the white. <laughs> no, you went right for the shark. <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah, that that was probably the the fireman coming out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So okay, so that moved you into that one. So that answers a later on question for me. But um, uh, so that's what got you into surf fishing. Okay. Hey, look, look at these questions. It's getting melting off just on the intro. I'm loving this one. Um, so you, you went from shark fishing, uh, and you got down here and you maintained shark fishing from the beach too. If I, if I remember reading correctly, is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I still, I still, to this day, you know, love to go down and shark fish. You, you're, are you doing shark fishing charters or were you just doing it for I, you? I do. I no, I do some charters. I don't want it. I don't want this to turn into a job. Right. I right. want it to stay a passion. Right. So I do shark charters, but I don't advertise. All I do is word of mouth. Um, some of the local area guides, when they're double booked or somebody's out of their area, they will send people my way. Okay. But I, I mean, I enjoy it, but it's a double-edged sword for me because I know it's the business and it's the nature of fishing, but it just kills me when somebody pays me money to take them fishing and they don't catch anything. Yeah. I, I know, I know I put in the work and I'm, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to, but it just kind of, it, and I know that's part of it. And, but that's just, that's a part that I've had trouble handling. Dude, I, I can't tell you how many guys have told that, you know, they're like, okay, that's the biggest worry. It's like, okay, I'm de I know where I got to go. I know the tide is right. I know the bait's right. I know weather's right. Everything's right. It's going to be a good day. And then if it doesn't happen, it's like, I don't know what happened. And it's the worst what if scenario for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I thought it was cool with you. So you were one of the very first people that got me interested in RC boat 
um, fishing when I had heard that you had an aqua cat and then I saw it on YouTube. Oh, I was yeah. like, Oh cool. Let's take a look at this. Um, do you still use the aqua cat? Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's, it's down right now, but not because of the aqua cat, but because of the batteries, yeah, uh, the batteries will kill you no matter what brand you own, but yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've had, uh, a couple battery swelling problems, so Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm working on fixing that, but I don't want to buy a a new $500 battery until I'm sure I've pinpointed <laughs> the problem because <laughs> yeah. those are expensive. Absolutely. Cause they're using lithium ion, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Those batteries are not cheap. We have them in the RV world. And every time somebody's like, Oh, I want lithium ion. I'm like, please don't, <laughs> please don't buy those. <laughs> you realize the pain and suffering you're about to go through by buying these. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the AquaCat, you, you, um, and it was really cool what you, what you were doing with it um, gave me my first thought of like, oh, okay, this is a smart safety um, versus, you know, getting in the kayak and kayak and bait out. You know, the, the boat has a great range. It has a great uh, bait capacity. It's a smart system. Uh, right. Is there anything else, you know, that, anything you really love about it, anything you don't really love about it, anything on that? Um, well, I just, I mean, it's technology related. And I mean, my... I've, I struck when I started out on the fire department, all our reports were done handwritten. Mm -hmm. And by the time I left, everything was computerized and I still wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't up to snuff on that. So <laughs> the, the technology part, you know, I'm, I'm always trying, I'm, I'm always trying to learn more, but it seems like as soon as you learn it, it's outdated. Yeah. And, uh, so like, the boat has amazing features. Like you can program it to run a GPS route and set waypoints. And then you can have it drop the bait right there and then come right back. And that's like kind of, I guess you say out of my pay grade. I just, <laughs> I, I stand on a step stool so I don't lose contact, you know, line of sight with the yeah. antenna. And I just like to manually run it. Just if I was smarter, <laughs> and and you know better at the technology the the pre-programming's the way to go right. but i i'm just kind of i guess you could say a little bit I, mean, I don't know if you can be old school with a rc boat but as far as rc boats go i guess that's old school just manually driving it <laughs> instead of programming <laughs> where to go i mean it makes sense i mean hell i'd rather be in control i don't want to leave my anytime i've been out with you know mike and his boat i'm always like i, I watch him it's like i got GPS makes me worry. What's what if the satellite says no? Hey, I don't want to talk. What if it gets stuck out there? What, no, no, give it to me in my hand. Let me do it this way. So I get that yeah. completely. All right, so let, let's get into the fun stuff here, and then we're gonna get back to uh, we're gonna get to the really big happy thing for that happened to you in the last forty eight hours. Uh, so how did you get ahead of the learning curve uh, when it came to surf fishing after you came down here and it was like, all right, I'm dedicated. This is what I'm doing. Well, one of the great things about being a fireman is you do have a lot of downtime, <laughs> which gave, gave me hours and hours of opportunity to peruse uh, YouTube. And I watched, I probably watched 80% <laughs> of any saltwater fishing video that had to do with the Gulf of Mexico <laughs> during that five years. I mean, I never stopped watching that, that, I mean, I've learned, there's a couple guys that have, you know, helped, I'd, I'd say mentor and push me along with knowledge. And 
with you put that with all the YouTube videos that are out there, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's how I furthered my knowledge and gained knowledge because none of this is anything that I like really came up with. It's all, you know, it's always stuff that's passed down from fishermen to fishermen and that, you know, word of mouth. And you've always got the old crusty guys that are passing on, you know, the way to do things to the younger guys. And that's, that's basically how all the, the knowledge, I mean, I'm still learning every day. I don't consider myself, at all an accomplished saltwater fisherman i i think i've i mean I've, I've applied some skills that i've learned but a lot of it is luck being at the right place at the right time and also it's being around the right people and if you if you hang around really good fishermen you're going to become a good fisherman yep that's true it's amazing how youtube though has made the technology so uh, not technology has made the information a little bit easier to attain uh, it's same for me. You know, that's how I started. All of a sudden, I watched one thing on YouTube and I was like, "Huh, what's this?" Came a rabbit hole of doom, which turned into, "Okay, we're living here. Oh, we're going out there now a lot. Let's go." <laughs> so I get that. Um, and with your YouTube channel, uh, that brings us. What what made you want to start a YouTube channel? Well, like, there's kind of like what I got into was uh, there was probably three or four main channels that I watched. When I first started, there was 30 miles out, uh, Ty Sutherland. He's like one of the OGs. He's been doing YouTube saltwater fishing for more than a decade. Wow. And yeah, he's like legit. He He's in Texas now, but he's been in, uh, he was in Florida for about four years, I believe, in Pensacola. And I watched all the videos and then, you know, I, I got in touch with him and I hired him to take me out a couple times and we got along real good and we just became friends and, uh, he's kind of taken me under his wing and he's always helped me out as far as fishing and YouTube and what to do. Um, you know, it's been, he's been a great help and he's a great teacher. So that he's been the biggest influence on me as far as fishing and YouTube and saltwater. And then of course the other channels like, um, land shark fishing, he was just get starting to blow up when I started getting into the YouTube thing. And now he's like just ginormous. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen land shark, uh, Victor Hubin. Yeah. I've seen a couple of his stuff. The, it was interesting to start trying to, well, it was mostly for me was I was trying to understand shark fishing and his channel came up and I was like, okay, this is like pro level stuff right now. There's no way I'm doing this. <laughs> but he had some good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, great. And he's one of the ones that like, you know, it's great content. You can tell he's not out there filming for, you know, for his own ego. He's right. out, he's out there trying to create content to help people, you know, learn how to fish, how to cook. I mean, there's no way I could ever even come close to his culinary skills, but just watching his catching cooks are just, you know, there's some of them are just amazing. The, the stuff he fixes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've just, I had a couple influence, you know, influences like that. And I thought, man, I'm just, I'm an Okie that, you know, doesn't know anything about saltwater fishing and, these guys are, you know, helping me out. And I thought I need to, I need to do something. 
that's going to help guys like me. There, there weren't really any channels of guys that are brand new to it. Right. And I thought this would be a great, you know, great way for people to see the journey of, you know, how it started. And you look, you look at those first videos and they're pretty bad. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not bad. You, know? you can tell you're new, <laughs> well, but they're yeah. not bad. Yeah. And I mean, you see me make all the Guggen mistakes and, but I, I think that's one of the things that appeals to people is that I don't, I don't cut out my goofs or my mess mess ups i put them in there and you know i think that helps people learn learn from it to where maybe they won't lose that giant fish because they saw me lose it and saw what i did oh man it's funny watching and we've talked about it before you know face to face you know like about the kayak ones where you know everybody's watching it and the king's right by your toe and we're like ooh, those teeth and and you've looked at it like ooh. Oh, I didn't realize that. That was not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I get comments of, wow, you almost lost a foot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, your stuff in the beginning, and I can see where you were going with it, which made it even better because you're right. There's not a ton of things that started from the beginning, and it really gives somebody a, a, a piece of knowledge because, well, maybe my thoughts are jaded here. But when you come down here and you start, you're not going to be – casting 120 yards you're not going to be throwing you know you're not going to be not snapping lures you're not going to be using <laughs> things that aren't right you know you're going to make these mistakes it doesn't matter how many videos you watch you're, you're going to make one of the mistakes oh and, yeah and it's okay because all of those mistakes are not bad mistakes they're just okay cool that didn't work i'm not going to use that again i'll use this and it's it's really it's not a fail it's just everything about fishing is learning it doesn't matter what you're doing yeah. you're learning Oh yeah, so, yeah. Well, I love the, that. The only that. only bad mistake is one that you don't learn from. Yeah, yeah. And you keep repeating it. You know, something about the word insanity. <laughs> I think I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, has starting the channel changed the way that you fish? No. <clears throat> yeah, I think it has. I mean, I, I think it has to. If if you're gonna if you're going to try and make quality fishing content that always has to be in the back of your mind is, is this going to work for the camera? Oh, okay. Because I, I think that it doesn't rule the way you fish, but that's always in the back of your mind. And, and sometimes you forget, you know, and you think, Oh crap, you know, I missed that. Or I didn't, that's why now I've, I've experimented and experimented and trying to find battery combinations with the GoPros, external batteries to where I don't have to turn them off. Right. Because I've missed so many, uh, so many things, good and bad, because I didn't have time to hit the button to start it. So now I got it set up where I've got external batteries. I get there to my fishing spot. I turn the cameras on and they roll until I'm done fishing. Wow, and you the memory cards hold that much, huh? Because I know you're out. I know you're out there for a few hours. You're out there a long time. You're oh not, yeah, you're not a short I'll, runner. Oh, I've I've filled up a 256 gigabyte card before. <laughs> I believe it on the GoPro. I really believe. Yeah, it. and that's and that's a bad feeling when you hear the beep beep beep, and then memory card full, and you're like, no, because <laughs> that's when the big red's gonna hop on. You're like, yeah, this is the one I needed. Ugh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, I definitely, I love that you do that though. Um, 
one of my favorite things with your channel has always been the you can see it all the stuff unraw you know just straight up even with the beeps you know it's funny i love the, i love the bleeps those are my favorite I'm like that's a good one you know you totally understand it but you see it because it's not it's not being embellished it's it's real and you can right you know I, i've seen you a couple times like you're fishing and then you've touched the camera and it snapped you're like why did i do that like you could see yourself just fresh like i know i didn't need to touch the camera why did i do this um, but you, ever since that one, I don't think I've seen you do it again, actually. I think I've maybe seen you adjust the camera once, um, since then. And I think it was on your chest. The rest of the time it's been the line or the pole bumping into the bow one. And it's just like, get over. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that one's always in your way. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's great. It's fun to watch that. So if you all haven't, like I said, if you guys haven't seen this stuff, you definitely need to go check it, take a look at Sean's channel. It's, there's so much good knowledge on all facets. I know this is a surf fishing thing, and we're going to continue in the surf, but it, it all has its com- meeting together. So be patient, people. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to surf fishing, what is your preferred setup for, you know, rod, lures, hooks? What do you like to do? use? Uh, like when I'm, when I'm doing like just your, your standard, like, uh, surf fishing, like for pompano, redfish, yeah. black drum. Yeah. Uh, I've got, uh, three, uh, pin slammers. Um, I've had them now four years and they've, they've worked great the whole time. And I've got them on the Shimano speed stick, uh, medium surf rods. Okay. And that, that seems to be a good combination for me uh because you know you hook into a a giant black drum and you've got a a little spaghetti pompano rod that's not not the easiest thing to you know to try and get in so it's a good uh middle of the road compromise for me is the the medium speed stick and uh, i run 15 pound braid um i basically use uh, frisky fin pompano rigs, uh, unless I'm doing something like a, uh, a Carolina type rig or something in the surf. Uh, but that's, ba- that's basically, I've got those three surf rods and then I've, I've also got my, uh, surf shark rods, but those are of course a lot heavier. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely strong. So yeah. you like, cause you're on your, on your kayak, are you using slammers too? Or are you using you're using, I thought you were using those, but I thought you might, maybe you're using something different. No, I've got, uh, it just, it, I've got kind of my little, my sheep's head set up, you know, with the, the lighter, the, uh, 3000 conflict yeah. and, uh, a light St. Corey rod. And, uh, I'm really actually don't tell my wife, but I'm due for some upgrades <laughs> because some of the stuff I got, I've had since almost the beginning and it's start, I'm starting to wear some things out. So uh-huh. there's only so many broken tips you can replace on one rod. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it weird how all of a sudden the rod collection just magically starts growing? You're like, huh? Yeah. I, and how I've did this happen? Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I got like seven or eight broken, you know, rods that I've broke that oh, aren't fixable oh. and, I'm like, maybe I can find a use somewhere, but (laughs) (laughs) you're pulling the total guy move. I know I got, I'm going to have a use for it. I know it. I can fix it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Okay. So that's good. All right. So let's, um, 
let's move into this one before we bring it back to the surf because I can't like I can't keep biting my tongue on this. It's driving me batty. All right. Okay. So for everyone, if you haven't heard in the Navarre region in the Panhandle, we have had a pretty big run uh, and un. un- Unprecedented. A lot. Of, I think somebody said they've never seen it like this. Um, run of blackfin tuna. Um, it started out one day with an accidental post on a Thursday on the Navarre Pier. A record amount. I think it was twenty-two or twenty-four pompano. Were, or um, pompano. <laughs> yeah, no, not in this game, buddy. Um, blackfin tuna were caught at the pier. Well, once the word got out, it, it got real. Um, the next day, the pier was completely packed. Uh, I don't think anybody <laughs> caught a blackfin on the next day at the pier. But the kayakers and the boaters ha- got out there, and the kayakers got into it, and they got their limit. You went out Sunday, was it? Sunday and yesterday? I went Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday. Right. And on those three days, how many blackfins did you catch? I hooked up with four, and I landed one Monday and one Tuesday. One was 28 pounds, and the other was 26 pounds. I cannot believe you got big tuna. It's so awesome. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. And this was your first time ever catching them, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went out Saturday, uh, and I got humbled real quick. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was one of those typical guys that go offshore, know exactly what I'm going to say. You go to bed at night, you check magic seaweed. Flat, 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 zero to one foot swells. And you show up and it looks like a hurricane's coming in. Yep. Saturday was a weird day. It was supposed to be flat and nice. We get there and I'm, I'm a, I would call myself a middle of the road kayaker. I'm not accomplished, but I'm not like, I'm not brand new to it, but I have learned uh, through some humbling experiences, I have learned some of my limits. So we get there and, uh, I went with, uh, yakking, uh, Jack Moran yakking with Jack. Uh, if you guys haven't seen his channel, check it out. Great content. Great guy. Yep. Definitely. We, we meet up there and he's been kayaking a lot longer than I have. So I'm like, Yeesh. he's like, man, I'm going for it. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'm going to sit here until there's a little more light so I can at least see my kayak fly over my head when I flip. <laughs> and so he goes out, uh, him and a buddy. And of course, they hook up instantly and they're sending me, you know, sending me pictures. <laughs> and I'm standing there on the shore. And I'm like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> and because I was about to pack up and leave and he sends me a picture, you know, his buddy catches 25 pound tuna. I was like, God dang it. So I, I loaded up and I, I pushed through there and I just got lucky. I hit a really like calm. Somebody was looking after me because it like, just like smoothed out for like 45 seconds and I launched and it was like piece of cake, but like two guys, two guys flipped launching. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty nasty, but of course I went out and, uh, the bite was pretty much done by the time I got out there. Because it 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 doesn't last long, from what I found out. Yeah, something like till like sun up to eight seven thirty eight o'clock at the very latest or something. Uh, like that. I yeah, I'd say almost seven at the latest. Yeah, maybe seven thirty at the very latest. So I didn't catch anything, but I saw these guys coming in with these big tuna. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get one. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I came back and I looked at the surf report and I was like, oh man, Monday and Tuesday look good. So Jack had to work and uh, Bearded Brad, another guy uh, with super nice guy with great content. He, uh, he was going Monday. And so I went out and Jack couldn't go. He was working and we launched like I get out there before I was on the water at like 5:30, and uh, I was already out past the pier before you know any daylight. <clears throat> and sure enough, like as soon as it got light enough, it was just just <laughs> trolling trolling the crankbait, and it just took off. And you look around and you see like four or five other guys. You know everybody's hooked up. And uh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. That was my first one ever. Uh, Took me 38 minutes to land it. Wow. Uh, I, I was scared to the, I, I was like, I'm not going to pull Cause I've pulled the hook before on big fish, you know, trying to horse them in. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I am not going to do that. So we just kind of played give and take there for like the last 20 minutes I'd gain, you know, 30 yards and then he'd take it and then gain it. And then he'd take it. And, uh, finally he got worn out. And, uh, I got him in the net and it was, you know, it's kind of like anytime you catch your first big fish of anything like that, it's, you know, it's kind of a surreal, surreal experience and you're just elated and happy. And it was, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for the video. Like I, I am, I am so excited to be able to watch all the videos of these catches. Yep. And, and that one, I was like, so excited about it. I like came right home and like started on the video. <laughs> and it, I, it, it actually came out uh, last night. <clears throat> I got it out the same. That's the first time I've ever put out a video the same day. Oh, yep. Your other one, though, <clears throat> with the one you caught today? Or was it yesterday? Yes. Yeah, it was today's. No, I, I caught one yesterday and today. Yeah. So you've got tuna for quite a while. So... Uh, it, it was, oh yeah, it was great seeing you know. So I'm getting ready for the interview, and I'm I'm doing a quick Facebook scroll, and all of a sudden I saw your sashimi, and I was like, oh yeah, mm, that. And you you've set up something new. So tell tell me about how you were making it. Um. Oh. Uh. Yeah. This was um. Uh, Stinky's Bait Shack, which is on 30A. Um, the lady that manages it, Lori she used to be a charter boat captain and, uh, she's really helped me out a lot, you know, men mentored me in the fishing and, and she's old school. So you better not go in there, you know, with any weak stories because <laughs> she'll line, she'll line you out real quick. And, uh, she, she's sent me a message and said, Hey, slice up, you know, the strips, nice, thin sashimi strips, make some soy sauce and, uh, some wasabi together and put it all in a gallon bag and just put it in the fridge and eat on it for days. Oh. And, and I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So <laughs> did that. And then I was at Publix and I saw the Thai peanut sauce, which I love. I thought, Oh man, I should dip that in the Thai peanut sauce. And I brought that back and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to eat it all tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. A couple of people uh, I was talking to, you know, they're talking about the if they ever caught a tuna, they're like, dude, it'd just be, I'd be eating it for days. I just there'd be nothing else. I'd be, I'd be glutton on tuna. Oh, oh yeah, we we definitely are. Well, I think we're gonna I'm... be like the Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> yeah. 
You can fry it. You can boil it. Get some sear. Yeah, put it on a sandwich. Yep. Get a little seared tuna. Oh man. So, yep. so every now, way possible. So now you know. You know, every year, um, I, I had a big learning experience. We were the the Saturday when you went out. Uh, we were uh, Tony, myself, Justin, and a couple of Cliff and a couple other guys. Uh, we went to the pier to go whiting and pompano uh, on the first bar, and we saw everybody going out. It was just like, man, they're they're getting after it. But then we just started talking about tuna and a couple of the guys that were going uh, that they're there Thursday uh, surprised me because uh, I'm not I'm not into the pier group. I've I've never been a fan of the pier uh, personally. I just I don't like getting elbow to elbow with people. It's just not my thing. But um, they shared a ton of knowledge, and I couldn't believe it. They were saying, yeah, you know, the tuna are here from. I believe they said December and normally into January. Uh, but after that, they normally don't stick around that long. But because this year our water temperature got so funky, uh, they came a little later and they came a lot closer. And yeah. One of them had said um, a couple of years ago, somebody had caught one from the surf. Uh, one tuna had just come real shallow and he had a crankbait out there and he was just throwing it, you know, looking for a red or something. And a tuna yeah, jumped yeah, out. I was like, surprised. oh man, I couldn't imagine. Like, what is on my line? Can you imagine, like, <laughs> what, are, what are you using? Probably. Think he, think he hooked a 40 pound king <laughs> mackerel or something. Yeah. And you're out there with like a, what, probably 30 pound braid, maybe a 40 pound yeah. shock leader. And you're like, oh, okay, what is this for hours? <laughs> oh man, I'd, I'd lose my brains. I'd, I'd go nuts. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be. All right, so let me bring it back here out of Fantasyland. By the way, everybody, it's been um, 30 minutes. I apologize. If you haven't done your bait check, you really should. So reel that line in. Put pause on this. Come back. You know, go check your bait because you're going to need to catch a fish. <laughs> All right, so what was one of the most challenging things to figure out or learn when you first started surf fishing? Um, man, let's see. I would say... Well, for me being like complete, complete newbie, you know, you, you don't know, you don't know anything about, because all I've done is lake fishing right. and, and some tr trout fishing in rivers. So there's no, there's no current or tide flow, um, water temp. I mean, you don't really worry about water temp that much, uh, water clarity. Um, there, there was, just, there's all of the technical aspects of it that go into, you know, I mean, anybody can go out, throw a bait out and sit there for a couple hours, but really, I mean, to be successful, you have to learn all this stuff, moon, you know, moon phases, full moons, how that affects the fish activity, uh, water temperature. Uh, that was, that was a little overwhelming when started watching surf fishing videos, you know, trying to, take in all that information and then learn how to process it for yourself. Yeah. That was, that was probably the toughest part was the data is out there. I mean, on the internet for anything, but it, it doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to interpret it. So right. that I would probably say that's the toughest part was learning to interpret the data and, and the, you know, the fishing is so seasonal too with yeah. what comes in when, and it's all based on water temperature. So you can't say, okay, it's January. They'll be here. You know, it, yeah. it's, they, yeah. the fish don't care what month it is. <laughs> that, yeah. All they, they care about water temperature and sunlight, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where, where I know that, we're all looking forward to 68 degree water temperature. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, this yeah, that one. that'd be the hardest. Yeah, dude, you nailed it. I mean, it, it is a lot of info for this for the saltwater side. Uh, you're absolutely right. So, if you're new at this, there's a lot of like he said, there's a lot of info out there, and there's a couple of channels that really break that down. So, if you're into YouTube, definitely you know, uh, YouTube in uh, fishing fishing water temperature. I think was the one I pulled up, and I got a couple of good. I got Spencer's and somebody else's. I can't remember. And then the data sheets came up. But yeah, it's 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 different than them bass guys and those trout ones. Like, hey, there's a log. I'm like, yep. all right, cool. There's a log. Yep. <laughs> if there's a log here, I don't know if I'm gonna be around it. I'll look for the rocks and let me see the cut, but then go from there. Yep. So, um, you've been extremely successful in all your fishing, uh, and I will happily say that. And you know, you can you can say what you want, but I think you've been super successful, and it's great learning from you and everything that you've taught so far. Uh, do you have a favorite set of fishing so far? Uh, a favorite type of fishing? Yeah, yeah, I or, should have said it that way. Favorite type, yeah. Do you like the kayak man, or sharking or what, what seems to be your the one you wake up, you're like, I want to do that. This is going to sound like a cop-out, but it's <laughs> it's like whatever's on. I mean, I'm still so new to it. This is all, I've only been saltwater fishing for five years, so everything is still like, it, you know, it's still got that new feel to me, so... Yeah. You know, like sheep's head seasons here. I'm I'm like pumped to go catch sheep's head. Uh, spring pompano runs here. Well, I'm I can't wait to go pompano fishing. You know, oh, it's winter. The makos are coming through. Of course, I haven't caught one, but that's still you know that's one of my goals. And it's 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 hard to pin. I can't say there's one thing that I like more than the other because I love all of it. Dude, I love that. And you're right. I mean, that's the funny thing, too. You're talking about with the sheep's head, the mako. I mean, everyone's the, the mako is a hard one to catch. I, I learned that recently. I didn't realize how elusive that shark can be. I mean, catchable, yeah. but pretty elusive to get your hands on. But you're right. I mean, the, oh, the pompano run, the summertime is like, all right, we know when the good ones are. Run out there and go. And I think it's cool because you can, you've you're you're always doing it. I mean, you get the kayak out a lot. Um, and you're able to play those games. You're able to go for the sheeps, the monster reds, the black drums. You know, you've, you've shown all those and then sharking. Hey, yep. Hey, this is how we do it. This is how I'm running it. It's, it's, you know, not, not trying to pump you up here. Sorry, but you know, super inspirational for the thought of like, if I'm a new person, Hey, I want to follow this because I, I can get an idea of what I need to play with for seasons. And you've really, you've really highlighted that for a lot of people. So thank you for doing that. Well, Oh, that's great, man. That, I mean, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, make it easier for the guy. I don't want the guy coming down from, because I was that guy, yeah. you know, coming down from Massachusetts or Oregon or wherever, you know, that gets to go fishing one time a year in the salt. I want him to, you know, be able to be successful and, and have fun. That, I mean, that's Florida's economy that I found out is like, basically it is tourism is what drives the economy here so why wouldn't you want everybody that comes down to visit you know be successful well i mean you you and i can see on that one there's other people like well there's too many people yeah well they're helping us out it's okay we're gonna go with that there's plenty of fish don't worry yeah that's uh back to uh ty from 30 miles out that was like the one thing that he's always 
preached, you can see it from all of his videos from day one, is uh, the theory of abundance as far as fishermen go. Now, I'm not talking about commercial fishing. Yeah, no, I'm just that, talking that's about, a different game. <laughs> right. Re recreational fishermen are not going to wipe out, you know, or they're not going to ruin a fishery if they follow, you know, the rules that are set. There, there's plenty of fish for everybody. There's plenty of room for everybody to go fish. And uh, I, I want everybody to be successful. Yeah. That's one thing I do love it here, too, is you, depending if you go somewhere else, uh, we're spoiled here. You, you've been in Navarre. You know, you fish this area. You know, we got so much of the national seashore that there's no houses, no condos. You know, you got to walk if you want to really get away from people, especially right. in the summer. But, you know, the, if you're down in 30A or, you know, Panama City, you're, you're playing the game of, all right, I got to be here before, you know, I can be at the high tide line because legally that's what I'm allowed, but you got to deal with swimmers. Right. So right. You, you really got a, a lucky here when it comes to Florida. We have that availability. So come on down, people. It's all good. Um, <laughs> when you go out, uh, do you have a preferred bait from the surf? You know, I know fleas, ghost shrimp, crabs, all that stuff is good because, well, I use it. I, I my cooler is always full of bait. Um, um, anything you like in particular? Man, my my go-to is fish bites. Yep. Just just because it's so practical. You you cut a piece off, you put it on your hook, and you know it's going to be on there for at least twenty you know minutes or so. You don't you don't have to wonder did those pinfish you know peck the shrimp off of there. That's, I mean, that's my go-to in in the surf, and I know that's kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say cop out, but it's like a, uh, oh, just a generalization. But man, I love I love sand fleas. Uh, I haven't. I want to work this year more with uh, ghost shrimp. I haven't really used ghost shrimp a lot. Uh, that's something I want to explore more. But man, when those, it's hard to beat a combo of. Uh, some fish bites and a sand flea on there. Yeah. I mean, there's just anything that swims along the beach will eat that. Yeah, my biggest uh, my biggest red drum was caught on a piece of uh, sand flea fish bites only. No shrimp. Yep. Just just a piece of sand, just a piece of fish bites. Yeah, and when you have people, you know, come down fishing the first time, they're like, "That's all you put on the hook." <laughs> Yeah, it I'm, works. You know, you're like, yeah, it works. And they're like, no, that looks like bubblegum tape. I'm uh -huh. like, it works. <laughs> yeah. Now go fish with it. Or trust me, it'll work. Yep. And I've had this conversation. I mean, I, hell, I put in a blog story about it before. You know, the fish are all going to go crazy for whatever bait of the day. You know, you could be out there with shrimp. They're not going to touch it. But they want sand. Right. But they want fish bites. Well, they don't want fish bites. They want sand fleas. You know, oh you yeah. Always have that stuff. But it, yeah, the synthetics, the synthetic baits have been huge advantage makers for us in, in the fishing world. Yeah. I think, especially when when you have things like the uh, <clears throat> red tide rolls through. You know that wipes Ugh. out the sand fleas for that season. Yeah. Well, you can't find sand fleas anywhere, but you can get sand flea fish bites. So. You know, it'll bail you out when times are tough like that. Yeah. I was terrified this year when it started creeping. I was like, please don't get to our fishery. Hold back. Hold, man. Oh, yeah. Because it was like my second year fishing down here when that bad one hit. Uh, what was that, 2017? That was before my time being here. But, okay. <clears throat> oh, man. it. 
I was like, what in the world? I'm kayak. I've got a, one of my oldest videos out there. I'm, I'm, I go out to kayak fish and you know how you see, you know, the tide lines with like the kind of, you know, the bubbles and stuff. Yeah. Well, it was that, except it was all made up of dead fish. Oh, and I'm talking 40 plus inch reds, giant bull reds, uh, 28 inch trout. And yeah, it was crazy. I was just like, what in the world? And that, that was my introduction to red tide yeah. was, was that. And I mean, I'm just, I'm kayaking through there and you just see these just trophy fish, you know, all of them just floating. It, yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah, it's gut-wrenching, man. Just thinking about it, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not the super tree hugger by any way. I, I do believe in conservation, but seeing something like that would be like, that would just rip me up. I don't know why. Yeah. That's no good. So, oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think that, um, or why do you think surf fishing just became so popular? Well, what, you know, but there's always one of those ones for down here. We always have the beaches full, which is great. No problems with that. We think it's awesome. But what do you think the popularity um is with it anybody can do it and be successful nice you can be an eight-year-old kid and you can be successful surf fishing i mean i just think it's the availability and access you just need one rod and a little spot on the beach and you can go be successful Mm. ah the beach Sorry, <laughs> just thinking. I'm like, I can't wait for fall or spring. I, I just this winter and the surf has been gut wrenching. It's just been painful every day. It's like, come on, something, anything. I'll take a catfish bite. Yeah, it, I haven't heard anybody say this has been a decent, decent uh, surf fishing winter. <laughs> no, I mean last winter it's... was great. I, I, I uh, Justin, Mike, and I were actually talking about it the other day. Uh, we were going through our Facebook memories. You know, we were picking off. Uh, in January, we were picking off 16, 17-inch pompano, red drum, black drum, uh, a great whiting. I think I had a 12-er day, uh, one whiting day in the winter. <clears throat> this winter, no. That, that, that's been a funny joke of the entire year. Yeah, and the whiting has been very strange because every year until this year, like, you've always been able to go down to the beach and you can catch enough whiting, you know, for dinner. Yep. And it's just, they're just... I don't know where they are. Yeah, I mean, well, the uh, the pier. I, I've been told numerous times they're schooling up there, so they're it's like okay, so they're hanging around structure, but even dropping you know good bait in front of them, I, a lot of them are like, no, nah, I'm good, I don't need it, I'm not, I'm not hungry. So it, it's been <laughs> a weird fishing year for for yeah. that. I hooked up on a, I mean, what was it actually Saturday? Yeah, I hooked up on a great bluefish on a piece of mullet. Just I threw it down there just to see what would happen. I didn't expect anything. I just was hoping for something to get angry and swim by and grab it. And sure enough, great bluefish grabbed it. Unfortunately, it somehow managed to flop off my hook when the assistant person brought the line vertical up out of the water for me. And not to my <laughs> cast net, but we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that bluefish sandwich that I didn't get to eat. Um, but I was surprised to see a blue. I was like, all right, cool. They're still here, but they aren't, they're not here in like the, the droves they were this summer where you went out at six o'clock, right at sunbreak, threw out your spoon. And all of a sudden, you know, you got a limit by seven thirty. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so what's next for the lawless tide? Oh man. Uh, gosh. Yeah, I know it's one of those fun ones, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I'm, 
I'm just, I mean, every, it seems, I mean, you, you think you're, you know, you think, all right, I got all the, I know all the fish that I want to catch. And then like, like this weekend, well, now I got a new, new thing that I love. Life and tuna, <laughs> you know, it's the, it's always some, seems like it's endless, you know? Yeah. Um, we've been going down, uh, my wife is a seashell nut. And I'm, I mean, literally she has a problem. We've got, <laughs> no, we've got boxes upon boxes of seashells and we've go down to Sanibel one to two times a year. And that's kind of like a, uh, a Disneyland for fishermen. If you're up here in the Northern part of Florida, yeah, because you know, we don't have snook those, those, those fish are a blast. It's like somebody injected largemouth bass with radioactive steroids. <laughs> and they they are just so fun. And they're such a, the, they hit baits just so violent. You know, it's just so much fun. And uh, I, I haven't broke the 40-inch mark yet. That's one of my goals. I've, I've caught a 38-inch snook. And that's the biggest, uh, I've been trying for the past two years, you know, to, to break that 40, 40 inch mark with a snook and, uh, it hadn't happened. I've gotten close and, uh, I've gotten broke off a few times that I thought might've been it, but that that's one of my goals for next year nice, is man. the, uh, 40 inch snook. I feel like being broke off is worse than. It's almost worse than just getting it out there. Like I guess the break off that you can see, the, like the when they're close, that to me is, yes. is is worse than like oh he came off the hook out you know twenty yards like ah whatever I didn't see it that sucks. But when you see him in like the surf monster right there at that that line of final cut and you're like oh that is a good fish, that has got to be painful. I don't know. For me, I've got a pretty good imagination. So <laughs> the, the ones that break off that you don't see, that might be even worse because my mind starts going, that might have been the one, you know, <laughs> that, or, <laughs> you, you know, if that was the trophy or that was the, the fish you've been trying to catch. Yeah. So. Every, every time during Pompano season, one pops off. I mean, I, I have been known to say, well, there went the Florida record Pompano. Just didn't land it today. <laughs> Oh yeah, I uh, get that. That makes more sense. Yeah. All right. So, what do you recommend a new angler does before they ever get a line in the water? Uh, I would say somebody that's wanting to saltwater fish. I would say go check out YouTube. Uh, watch. Um, I mean, and there's some like great like classic guys like uh, Blair Wiggins. I, I think I've watched every episode of uh, his show. You know, just. He, he's a funny guy. He, I got to meet him at ICAST. Super nice guy. But he just, he does every, any type of fishing you can just about think of. He's He's got it out there from his TV show. And, uh, I mean, just like that, or 30, 30 miles out with Ty, uh, he goes into a lot of basics on, like, redfish and trout, uh, sight fishing, um, fishing the flats things like that i i'd say go decide you know what you want to do and then go search it on youtube okay well good stuff right there i mean hell we learned from it 
<laughs> we're yeah. doing okay. But I mean, that, I'm biased. That's coming from a YouTube guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, yeah, but on the same one, you started there. You learned it from there, and then right. you built it from. And I think, and one of the things you said earlier uh, um, is funny that you say it because it's kind of what happened with me. Yeah, one of the first videos I watched was between, uh, I think it was Tony's. I think it was Fishgum. And then it was um, Bama. Uh, both of those were like the, the big ones for me to start learning when I was in Tennessee. And then uh-huh. I accidentally met Tony in Walmart um, of all places. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, it's you're really him. But every YouTuber I've ever met since then, it's always like, yeah, you know, you can talk, you can send a message and ask a question. More than likely, we're going to answer it. You know, it's you're not this elite you're not this elusive crowd that doesn't want to talk to people or won't answer a question. If somebody sends a message in, right. You, yeah. You are super responsive on all your comments. I've, I've noticed that. I'm like, we know each other and I know you could text me and be like, what are you doing? You just message me. But I know that you respond to every one of them. Well, mostly pretty much. Oh, every yeah. one of them, Actually I, I, you do. Well, yeah. And that means like when, when I was starting out and I had to, you know, make a comment or something, it, it means that's, you know, human interaction. It means something to you when somebody yeah. responds to you and they listen to you. So, yeah, I, I always try to, I always try to answer every question and, uh, and e- even the ones that are mean spirited, I always try to answer those with a little humor, oh, so. those ones. <laughs> but I'm pretty, I, uh, I spent 25 years on the fire service. So, uh, you're going to have a hard time out insulting me. That's going to be, <laughs> that'll be really tough because the fire department is brutal. And if you don't learn comebacks, uh, you're not going to survive. No. See, it's funny, you know, you being on the firefighter side, I've talked to a couple others, uh, friends that were cops, me being a Marine, and my other military friends, we all kind of get together and we just kind of laugh. It's like, was that, hold on, was that supposed to hurt me? Uh, you, you're going to have to try better, dude. My soul's been dead for years. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got abused for 25 years, so yeah. if. If you're going to make fun of my fish and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, by the way, hold on. Scoreboard. Who got the tuna? Just just wondering. Yeah. Just wondering. <laughs> making sure. Oh, we're good. Okay. Oh, man. Thank you again, Sean. Really, seriously. I appreciate you coming on here, man. You've dropped a ton of great knowledge. Um, and I, I know you've got so much more to give, you know, not to mention with your channel. And congratulations on the new on the new hits, man. Congratulations on the tunas. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. This was a blast. I, w- I mean... I always love talk fishing, so. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of this podcast. It's like, what do you want to talk about? We're just going to talk about fishing. <laughs> we do it. Yep. We, yep. we would do it if we were fishing, so it's all good. Let's just record it and get it out there for people to learn something from. It's easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love I love fishing podcasts. Uh, you know, I, li- I listen to fishing podcasts. Anytime I'm driving, uh, there's no music on. It's, you know, fishing podcasts. So, Maybe yeah, some good it's ones. great. It's a great medium. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, we will. So, uh, again, everybody, if you want to get, uh, well, let me let you get out of here. So thank you again. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon for sure. All right. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right. So uh, as I was starting with everybody, uh, you can find Sean on The Lawless Tide, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things on there. He's got a ton of knowledge. And seriously, go back and take a look at one of his first sets of videos. Um, he wasn't kidding when he was like, you know, you could tell it was a little raw. But it was important at the same one, like he said, about you can see where the start was. We all start somewhere. Uh, we've all maybe had the Walmart brand <laughs> um, 
lines or we've all you know snapped a sinker that we shouldn't have done it a certain way we're all learning and we can all learn from each other and that's one of my favorite parts about this podcast is hopefully you're learning something that's going to make you a better angler so i appreciate you coming by every week i always think it's great that you get to listen to these episodes if you got something you uh, learned from it by all means please like it share it let somebody else learn it's not going to hurt to make them a better angler so thanks again for coming around we appreciate you i will definitely uh Get you some more fun episodes coming here soon. So, all right. Y'all have a great week, and you've been listening to Finding Demo Surfishing. We'll see you later.